God has gone up with a triumphant shout. The Lord with sounding trumpets, melodies, sing praises, sing praises. Lift up your heads, ye lasting doors, they sing. And let the King of glory enter in. Amen. Ascension Thursday is a mixed bag. Jesus ascends to heaven. What do we do about it? There's surprisingly little written in theological circles about this great feast day of the church. We mention it almost every Sunday during our Eucharistic prayer. From the earliest of times, it was one of the most hallowed commemorations in the human experience of Jesus that the church has designated on the Thursday, six Sundays after Easter. And yet, confusion, struggle, silence. Ascension isn't easy. It's certainly not understood. A friend of mine in another diocese messaged me last night in frustration because of all the Episcopal churches in his greater metro area, only one had a service for Ascension Day. Out of 40-plus churches, only one. We don't know what to say, so we say nothing. Some of the greatest writing we have about ascension stems from poetry set to music. Notably, Psalm 47, God has gone up with a merry noise. God has gone up with a shout. But through the works of many prolific hymnodists and composers, Hail the day that sees him rise, Alleluia, but very little analysis, very little theological reflection. Do we equate this with little faith in the ascension? A few months ago, on a clergy retreat with writer Richard Rohr, Father Rohr commented that the church does a good job on offering us Lenten reflections, but almost nothing during the Easter season. Why? Too mysterious? Too hard to imagine? He also guessed maybe it was that the writers needed a break. I don't know. But in the words of the godly play Sunday school curriculum, I wonder. (laughs) Maybe that's exactly what the church has refused to do with the event we attribute to the ascension. We refuse to wonder. We refuse to enter into a mental state where we suspend what we know about our world And we wander, we roam into God's world to wonder about it. We're invited today to explore and to investigate and to wonder. The same author, Luke and Acts, thought to be written by the same source. The same author tells the ascension story in a slightly different way in two places. They don't conflict, but they don't say the same thing. Did the writer know for certain what the disciples told him? Or was it as confusing for the writer as it was for us? I wonder. Here's what we do know. Jesus appeared, as it is written, to over 500 people after he was raised from the dead. We hear about this in all sorts of ways in the New Testament. And at some point, those appearances 
of the risen Jesus stopped. We don't exactly know why, but obviously they did. And so it was recorded, it was written down, it became part of the story. I think that's the part that hurts. The disciples wept bitterly and hid in fear at the death of Jesus on the cross. They abandoned him. The experience was too painful to bear. Then the news came, he is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. We have seen the Lord, my Lord and my God. And now at some point afterwards, Jesus stopped appearing. What do we do now? Acts has the disciples staring into heaven, kind of stunned, and they end up needing the reassurance of angels. But the Gospel of Luke has them returning to Jerusalem with great joy and emotion and spending time in the temple, fervently blessing God for the, for the gift of including them into the greater reality of the Word made flesh. Including them into the reality. Maybe the disciples' reaction was actually a little of both. Maybe it was sadness and shock and joy. Maybe it was real life, the here and now. It was reality. But the church remembered this day and called it holy. Holy because the family of God is being included by God into a mystery that we don't fully understand. But we're catching a glimpse of it through the disciples' experience today. The joy of the ascension is that Jesus is fulfilling his promise to us. He's collaborating with us as friends and fulfilling scripture that the master does not let the servants know what he is doing, but a friend does. So Jesus is including us in his work of saving humankind for God. The cross was horrible. Resurrection was amazing and kind of weird. But it was amazing. Ascension? Well, it's part of the salvation process. Some kind of part that carries mixed emotions. But here's how the ascension invites us in. Jesus invites his disciples to experience fully his return to the heavens to be with his Father. And in doing so, he transforms the way he is available to them. He's not only then the earthly Jesus that they knew, but he becomes the cosmic world, excuse me, he becomes the cosmic word of God that presides as king of kings and lord of lords over all humanity. His ascension ushers in a new fulfillment of a new age, an era of growth and blessing. Through giving the disciples the ability to see these mysteries playing out right in front of them, Jesus strengthens the disciples to grow and to discern their ministries now as witnesses. He lets them in. He includes them. He lets them into something so great that it's really hard to explain rationally, but Jesus doesn't tell them. He shows them, and he follows through with every promise that he's made to them. And the promises that Jesus made to them then get eventually passed on to us.
The ascension reveals to us how God is serious about letting us in to the ways that God works. We don't understand them, but we get to hear eyewitness accounts. God is not being secret. Our God is not secret or coy or purposely hidden. God wants us to live into the promises of Christ. And the ascension is one more way that these promises get revealed to us. Do we get the whole picture today? No, not really. Does this at any point get any easier to understand? I don't think that's the purpose. The celebration today is that life with God and life about the ways of God is actually ours to know. That's huge. The ways of the one known by observant Jews as Hashem, the name above all names, the one so holy that his name cannot be said out loud, this Adonai, Hashem, Elohim, tells us it's okay to know God as Yahweh. In the same manner as Jesus told his disciples on the banks of the Sea of Galilee, when they asked how they might be taught to pray, Jesus tells them to call God Abba, Father. The ascension brings the mystery of God's saving work in ways and includes us in this divine work. It's not any easier, and it may not be made any more clearer to us. But to know that we matter, that we count. No other followers of any other religion worship such a divine, majestic God that actually includes human beings in participating in such a fantastic plan for a world that's created out of pure love. Since few theologians explain this, since few hymnodists even capture a shred of this, Today, I reside in a world that imagines such sheer gift, such sheer inclusion, such sheer delight in participation. Today, I wonder, 